you're listening to the Wedding People podcast, hosted by Rihanna Elizabeth and Rebecca Brennan-Brown. On this podcast, we talk about all things wedding. So if you're getting married or know someone who is, this is the show for you. In this podcast, we may say the odd naughty word. So if you don't want to hear us dropping the F-bomb, we suggest that you listen to us later. You can find more helpful information and show notes on our website at www.theweddingpeoplepodcast.com. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We've got some fancy new music and a fancy new website. Yes, we do. It's super fancy. So go check it out at www.theweddingpeoplepodcast.com because we're international. <laughs> Huge now. We are actually international. Oh, yeah. Okay, what do you want to talk about today, Rihanna? I would like to talk about what happens after you get engaged. Okay. And you can do this from personal experience. I feel weird sitting here talking to you about I this. know, I don't like it. It's really strange. We're literally in the same room for the first time since one of our very first episodes. Don't That's look at me. Such a good point. Because we do the, we always do them over the phone. Yeah. So we're never in front of each other. And I'm looking through the podcast now and it genuinely will be, like except for my interviews, probably the only time that it's been just me and you it feels all awkward again I know and we're going to talk over each other a lot because that's what we do when we're in each other's company because we've got so much to say we're like (laughs) yeah true Um, but back to the engagement thing it's nice to be reunited yeah yeah (laughs) looks so excited about that that's lovely thanks the only thing that um, isn't nice about us being reunited is that I always spend so much money on food because when you come here I'm like I'm going to get all nice snacky food mm. and then I spent 15 quid in car this morning I was really upset oh. but we got lots of nice things oh <laughs> I like food you know me well um so yeah we kind of touched on this in the pilot episode yes but I just kind of wanted to revisit it considering we know a bit more what we're doing with podcasting now mm-hmm. we've got much better quality microphones yes. and it was a little bit dodge well, it was a new experience. Yeah, the first one's always going to be dodge. Yeah, I think we, for what we had at the time, I think we did well. I'm yeah. going to stand up for our little podcast pilot episode. It was definitely good. It was more that, well, it, in comparison to what we do now, I just think redo it to the quality that we do things now. I agree. Now that we loosely know what we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> loosely. <laughs> we know how to make it flow a bit better now I think and how to, how to work it because originally we were just like oh okay let's yeah. just give this a go shall we let's just talk at a microphone and see what happens yeah um, so I would say that one of the biggest things that we get in regards to bride to bees and groom to bees they say I'm engaged now what yeah then there's the what we call the engagement panic yeah. It's overwhelming, it's exciting, it's meant to be one of the most special moments of your lives. And I think some people can find it a bit overwhelming at yeah. the beginning. Yeah, definitely. I think one of the reasons I wanted to do this today is because I spoke to a bride on the phone last week who had been um, engaged for like a month mm-hmm. and she was freaking out and that's mm-hmm. why she called me. It kind of it made me a bit sad, I suppose, because you see it time and time again mm. that you kind of get you get engaged and you get that ring and then sometimes I think people feel pressure to go full steam ahead into planning. Yeah. Um, 
and I said to her on the phone like just chill out for a bit like enjoy your engagement Mm. don't don't feel like you have to just steam into this and they were getting really upset because they couldn't find a venue that they liked and they've only been engaged for a month do you know what's interesting I think there's a bit of 2020 expectations so yeah no I agree with that's a good point actually 2020 is a very desirable year to get married because it's a lovely round number everyone loves the way it looks and we're getting married in 2020 it sounds nice and a lot of people who I've I've spoken to have said oh my god there's no venues available and we looked in like last September we booked our venue last September and we even struggled with dates last September so I think people who've got married in the first quarter of this year have thought right we'll get married next year yeah you know, as, as you usually would do but they're finding that the year is an incredibly popular one so they're actually yeah. limited in regards to venues which is the first usually the first port of call that you do when you start your wedding planning search so for them it's like oh crap like that's the first hurdle and we're already struggling yeah I agree with you but at the same time like there will be something available like there will be some things and I think that that um like that was one of the reasons that the the lady I spoke to was freaking out because she was she wanted to get married 2020 and was like I've heard all these horror stories there's going to be no venues left Mm -hmm. and I was like no calm yeah like we'll find you something and particularly for in their situation she was so open to like she wasn't like it needs to be a barn and it needs to be in this specific mm-hmm. area she wanted something that was like didn't really care yeah like what it was just wanted something nice so when you're flexible like that you don't need to panic so much yeah i think if you're getting married in a peak season or peak year or desirable date you've just got to be a little more flexible in regards to your searches because if for you, you must get married in a very popular venue that you've been dreaming of for years, mm. you're going to have to think, right, well, I either wait until yeah. I do get my date or I compromise and find something. Because, of course, popular venues do book up quickly, but you will always find somewhere. There's yeah. loads. There's such an abundance of different venues. Yeah. It just depends how how narrow your search criteria is yeah definitely and where it sits on your priorities Mm. but I think that's a good point and kind of leads us on to sort of the first thing that I think you would start to look at once you've had some time to enjoy your engagement and celebrate did you have an engagement party you did with your birthday party didn't you yeah we joined it together yeah because we got engaged a week before my 30th birthday yeah well actually he he proposed on my birthday but I had a party booked the week after and we literally just turned that party into a joint engagement. Yeah. Um, so I just got some like ring balloons and was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> get everyone in one place. I'm, I couldn't. I couldn't do it again. Like the idea of doing too many events. Mm. Like I said to Oliver, I'm never going to have a birthday party again until I'm like for maybe forty. I'm done yeah. with the parties now. Planning for me is not as desirable as I thought it was going to be. It's interesting, isn't it? Because like I remember my sixteenth birthday party. I loved planning it and I hated the party. Mm. I didn't didn't like, like, I invited all of my, like, I had literally about 100 people there and I hated it. hated being, like, centre of attention and all of that kind of thing, but I loved the planning so much. It's like, oh, who knew this was such a good career choice for me? <laughs> I find it, though, when you cook, when you cook a, cook a meal and mm. then you don't want to eat it. Yeah, I know, I'm <laughs> so like way. that. It's like you plan this, 
and then you don't want to do it yeah. which is why I'm not rushing my planning because I do it for a living and I don't want to get to the point of my wedding day where I'm just like yeah. a couple of our close friends did a whole DIY wedding mm. and they were just wanted it to be over by yeah, the time and I was yeah. like it's so common for yeah, that definitely. you can get so consumed into planning You, one of the biggest tips that we can say is just breathe yeah. it doesn't have to happen like military kind of scheduling of course planning is important but you can do it in a very nice relaxed pace yeah definitely I always say like little and often so that you never get lumped with this like massive overwhelming to-do list Mm. but at the same time like you're still just kind of chipping away at it in a way that's enjoyable and not like too too much too much yeah um would you have an engagement party now Say if you didn't get engaged around your birthday, would you have had a separate engagement party? I think so. Yeah. Um, we probably would have done something in like a restaurant. Yeah. Or somewhere, you know, and had like a big, like a private dining room or something yeah. like that, rather than a big hall with yeah. a DJ. And, yeah. You know, some people love to do big, a big old knees up kind yeah. of style celebration, but for us, I think we would have just had like immediate friends and family, and probably had like a section in a pub. Yeah. And gone, oh, we're going to be here at this time. Yeah, something a bit drink. more relaxed, but somewhere yeah. where we can just yeah. have like a toast and celebrate. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a good idea. So you don't have to feel like, oh my God, engaged. Now we have to have a big old party. You don't even have to do that. You can even have a small intimate dinner with your friend, like yeah, your, definitely. your close immediate family and friends. Yeah, just something to celebrate though. I think like you should make an effort to celebrate before you dive into planning a wedding. Yeah. Um, but then I think I would say the first step of planning a wedding is you need to I've said this before because I can I'm getting deja vu when I'm saying it but you need to either decide what's more important to you your, your venue or the time of year that you want to get married mm. because if you are if you are like you said earlier dead set on a venue you might have to be more flexible around your date or time of year or whatever that might be but if you're super flexible on the venue then you're you have more freedom to say I want to get married in October or I want to get married on my birthday or mm-hmm. whatever that might be so start thinking about when you might want to get married so if you've got a venue in mind that you really want to get married at inquire at them and ask them for the dates they have available but if you don't have a particular venue that you're looking at start thinking about dates and times of year mm-hmm. um, like peak season Weekends. like how far away as well it is from you now Mm-hmm. so say you get engaged now and it is the 25th of June do you want a year to plan your wedding so do you want to get married next summer mm-hmm. or would you rather have two years or would you rather have 18 months like just think about how much time you've yeah, got yeah how if, much time that gives you yeah and I think as well when you're looking for venues just a tip I feel like is quite good to ask them is if they have any large events around your date because <laughs> Um, for example, I've booked a venue and it's near the Goodwood Festival of Speed where that takes place. Mm. And the whole of June is quite a busy month for the area. So if you've got guests travelling, it can maybe sometimes have an impact on accommodation. Um, so before booking and then stressing, it's always best to just find out the situation from the venue itself before you even contract them. Yeah, definitely. And on venues, start thinking about what you might want from a venue mm-hmm. should you do a guest list first probably a uh, rough yeah. idea of a guest list so that you yeah. know kind of what your numbers are going to be definitely i think it's going to have a drastic impact if you have 
narrowed it down to around 200 guests or if you have 100 guests yeah the, the criteria the search criteria that you get is completely different yeah. with those numbers yeah so i think if you, you don't have to know exactly who is coming to your wedding so don't worry like oh my gosh we need to know who's coming no you just need to have a kind of rough, rough list of how many people you think you yeah. might have for the day and the evening or if you're just going to do a whole day thing yeah so for example if someone comes to me and asks me to find them a venue i'll do plus and minus 20 either side of the number that they give me yeah and then try and find somewhere that can do like both of those numbers nicely yeah um and I think just things to think about would be like if you've got guests traveling um so the location and that sort of thing whether you want it to be close to a train station and with that what kind of venue do you want like do you want a barn do you want a manor house do you want stately home Mm -hmm. do you want somewhere outside hotel yeah because if you've got lots of guests travelling, you've got your heart set on a barn, most of the barns are in the sticks, they're not mm. near train stations. Yeah. So you have to kind of take that into consideration a little bit and weigh up like, your priorities. Yeah, and ask the venues for nearby accommodation. Maybe you've got a venue with accommodation on site. Sometimes, well, most of the time, if you're having a venue in a hotel, they will give you a discounted rate for the room. So if you've got lots of people travelling, it might be sensible for you to find somewhere that has accommodation yeah. either on site or nearby. Yeah. Look at what you think you would like to spend on your wedding mm. and then inquire to the venues that you've maybe seen or like the idea of and then you'll be able to understand clearer about what you'll be able to get for your money if you're doing it yourself. Yeah. Because you have to usually inquire to find out what a venue costs. Yeah. But you can't go to Kensington Palace if you've got a 20 grand budget. You have an, an idea of what you want to spend top line for your your wedding and then you will crack down on that cost once you have secured your venue yeah because you'll be able to allocate the catering and the the actual venue hire which is obviously the biggest chunk of your budget once you've looked at your guest numbers and have a rough idea of how many people you might have you're going to look at budget um and it's going to be kind of like a guideline budget top end people kind of know what they don't want to spend more more than um and then you'll start inquiring at your venues once you've kind of got an idea of your budget. Some venues offer packages, but most of the time you'll have to contact those venues and find out the costs because the costs will vary depending on the dates and the months that you're looking at. You'll be able to find guidance online as well for some venues mm-hmm. about what the costs are and that sort of thing, but they don't they don't always always have them but that is that will be the largest chunk of your budget so that's the best way to kind of i just find it like it must be so hard for people we know how much flowers cost or you we know that you can spend two grand on your wedding flowers Mm -hmm. or you can spend a grand on your wedding flowers or you could spend 10 grand on your wedding flowers yeah but i definitely think there are people that don't have a clue well there are i mean i have had a couple of inquiries recently because people have no idea how much anything mm. costs. And a lot of the questions that I get are, how much does a, this cost? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I can't actually tell you this because yeah. I could say that you can go and get a wedding cake for £150 for a single tier yeah. standard cake. Or you can have a cake for £1,500. Mm. So it really depends on what you think you can spend. Because yeah. we can't just pluck a figure out of the air. It's really difficult for us to do that because you can work with this budget or this budget yeah. that, that you know when it comes to how much you can spend it's endless you can spend 
I've, I've done weddings where people spent £50,000 on their flowers, yeah. or you've got people who've just had a couple of little poses and it's about 500 quid for flowers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, that's that's a good point, actually, that you what you said earlier about... You might say you've got no budget, but you do. You've mm-hmm. got you've got an amount in your head that you think is reasonable to spend. Yeah. You all think £10,000, that's what I want to spend. £20,000, that's what I want to spend. One of my friends is having an evening reception with like a hog roast, DJ, and everything's coming in in under 10. Yeah. And that works for them. But then you might think, I've got an idea of a 20,000 or a 15,000 pound budget. It really depends. And you will always have a rough estimate in your mind. Even if it's a rough estimate, it's yeah. an estimate. It's something yeah, to work with. Yeah, that's true. With. That's true. If you have no kind of guideline, you'll get probably a little bit more stressed out because you you won't know where to go with it. Yeah. Um, I think as well, when it comes to venues and and suppliers, I think being realistic is, is helpful and can help you avoid getting into a tiz. Because if you have a £20,000 wedding budget and you're inquiring at venues like Hampton Court Palace, yeah. Kensington Palace, then that is an unrealistic yeah. kind of search criteria because those venues are very expensive. Although I would never turn around and tell you to ever rule something out, it might just make you a little bit more stressed when you start hearing back, well, no, this is what this will cost. And yeah. you'll start seeing figures that you can't work with and you might get disheartened mm. and a little bit more stressed. So I feel like it's always good to, to look around look at how how much kind of package prices cost yeah but just be also wary that prices that are listed on websites if you're getting married the year after the prices will increase yeah, yeah. my brain just died a bit I see. sorry <laughs> i can see it see it i can see it going it just went <laughs> it's not there anymore i know this is- i had something to say and it's gone so i would say that this is the point where if you're thinking about having a planner a planner would appreciate you getting in touch with them yes this would be my ideal stage to get involved. Prior to venue search? Or mid venue search? Prior or mid. Like, yeah. I like it. What I don't, what I personally don't like though is when someone comes to me with no idea at all what they want. Mm-hmm. Like, I find that quite hard because obviously I'm more than happy to give people ideas. But, like, I had an inquiry once where someone was literally like, I don't know what we want. Can you tell us what to have? And I'd, I hate, I really felt uncomfortable with that because it was like, well, no, it's your, yeah, it's your day. You, it needs to be the way that you want it to be. I don't feel comfortable with telling you how it should be. So once people have kind of gone through these kind of b- basic first steps and know like roughly what they want, mm-hmm. that's my like good stage. I think there's a small selection of people who have no idea what they want. A small, and I also think though, if you're going to have a planner, it's for directional purposes. Yeah. And to assist, you might have a busy kind of lifestyle and busy job and you, you can't put the time into planning. But I think if, if, if planner was to turn around, we would we always do a consultation which helps us understand and know the couple. But you'll know if you hate a barn or you love a barn or you're not too fussed about a barn, which means maybe you might like to look at some. Yeah, I suppose. Or, oh, I hate really, I hate museums or I hate, you know, dark country yeah. estates. You, you know, it's it's, if you go, I don't know what I want... Sometimes it's better to look at things of, I, I don't want this. Yeah. Yeah, looking at things that you don't want. Yeah. As in not don't know, 
as in I absolutely do not yeah, want this, I hate this, this, this yeah, bodice. That's a good idea. There's got to be things that you don't like. Yeah. And when you start looking at that, you'll start realising maybe, oh, actually, I really like this. Yeah. That's a really good point, actually. You can form a lot of what you do like around what you don't. Exactly. Yeah. Which, that will give us direction. Yeah. So you might just say, do you know what? I don't know, but I do know that I don't like a barn and I don't like restaurants. Yeah. Or like, because, you know, restaurants do loads of uh, minimum spending options, which can be quite a cost-effective venue choice. But you might hate the idea of getting married. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a really good point. But I like to be involved in this stage as well, because if you have a planner to look over your contracts in particular it's just good to be involved from the start like I personally think that I like being involved in the start because there's no then he said she said about conversations that were had that you have to investigate six months down the line and stuff Mm -hmm. like that you kind of know what's going on so start to think about whether you might want a planner or not equally though I think most people the vast majority of people would just get on with it and give it a go and then if they're struggling contact a planner and there's nothing wrong with doing that either yeah, I would say that 80% of our inquiries are yeah. who have initially started the process and found it overwhelming. Um, 20% of the people will come right from the very, very start without a venue, oh, yeah. and we will do a venue search for them as well. But I do find, you know, don't don't panic if you think, I don't have money for a planner, I can't have one. That's absolutely fine. Yeah, You can definitely. do this on your own, and there are planners out there who do on-the-day coordination only. Yeah. So if you did need some help last minute, you will always find someone who will fit the criteria of what you need in regards to a planner. Yeah, definitely. And like like you said, like this is something I noticed when I was editing the last one. I said like all the time. Mm. Must stop. Must stop. You definitely don't have to have a planner. People do this every day themselves. Mm-hmm. There's so many helpful tools, like our podcast. Mm-hmm. We hope. Um, <laughs> blogs, articles, um, Instagram. There's loads of things now, obviously, Pinterest for design direction. There are tools online yeah. that will help you, downloadable sheets. So you can stay organised and on track um, without the help of a planner. Yeah. It's just to know that if you do want one, what stages are quite good for you to kind of inquire? Yeah. Then the last thing on my list is to get an idea of the style that you want to go for mm-hmm. um, and what sort of... I hate the word theming because I think it makes it sound like your wedding's going to be a kid's party. Mm-hmm. So I prefer design, the feel, the mm-hmm. vibe you want to go for, whatever you want to call it. Obviously, great places to look are Pinterest and Instagram mm-hmm. just for an idea on whether you want to keep it quite natural or you want to have everything really bright or what direction you want to take it in Mm -hmm. I think yeah social media platforms are great ways of looking at inspiration there's loads of real weddings as well on on blog articles even wedding planners have real wedding inspiration on their sites so you can always find something anywhere in in terms of style and direction I would say that always make sure that when you're looking for inspiration don't get too overwhelmed with my wedding must look like this at the end of the day it's your wedding it's your style and your personality that has to kind of echo through the whole thing so don't think oh that's on trend I need to have that and oh everyone's having dried flowers I need to have dried flowers think about what you like do you like bright do you like muted colours do you like pastels do you like rich dark tones and then kind of create your own little visual mood board yeah it's inspiration it's not to copy exactly don't think you have to carbon copy a pinterest picture because nine times out of ten the pictures you see on pinterest are shoots exactly. so don't have unrealistic expectations 
yeah I do think that there's this Pinterest perfection we've touched on it before it's great to look for something to know what you do and don't like but don't feel like you have to have that because that's what this looks like yeah absolutely and don't get so caught up in trends and must-haves no definitely not I think trends are really good for inspiration but was Pampas Grass 2017 I think it was at the end of 2017 right I'm obsessed with it now I want Pampas Grass everywhere now yeah I do love it I love it I love dried flowers and Mandy Moore kicked off uh, yes kick off even more so I thought Pampas Grass was kind of losing a trend and then all of a sudden Mandy Moore has it at her wedding and everyone wants it again so you know which I think has snowballed into the whole dried flower look yeah which is beautiful but I know people who used to hate dried flowers and now the way it's being used it's me I'm people you are people (laughs) I think the way that people are just being so much more creative yeah definitely Mm -hmm. I think it's because dried flowers used to make me think of like fake flowers almost yeah but now, like, there's so much beauty in dry flowers. I've asked Elise to make me a dry flower arrangement for my kitchen because mm. it can be there all the time. Yeah. So, um, do you want anything? If you want anything else to say, I would also say when searching for your suppliers, if you're gonna kind of start your searching, it's always good to look and inquire for three of each. Yeah. Because then you, if you don't really know how much something costs, if you reach out to three, you'll kind of get a ballpark of how much they do cost. Um, something might come in at £600 something might come in at £300 and something might come in the middle and you might think do you know what looking at what they all do I think the person in the middle is the right for me or if you've got a very tight budget you're going to go for the one that's most cost effective anything else you'd like to say? I think there's so much to talk about when it comes to how to start planning your wedding but we don't want to overwhelm you no I think this is a first snippet that all of these subjects we go into more detail on if we haven't already we will do and at the time of recording this there are multiple episodes on budgets there's one on venues and we're doing the rest of that trends yeah trends is there um so go back through the episodes and you'll find a stock of more detail on each of these subjects and if there's not they'll be there soon they will and one episode that we are finding incredibly popular and people ask us a lot is guest list and we have done an episode on guest list so please do take a look at that because that can be quite a stressful element and we just want you to know that you are not alone yeah and if you've made it this far and you like this podcast please leave us a review thank please. you <laughs> that sounds really beggy please. Oh, no. please leave us a review please is that all that's all okay Thank you for talking to me about engagements today, Rihanna. You're welcome, Rebecca. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Wedding People podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. And don't forget, you can always get in touch with us via the details in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and we hope you can tune in to our next episode. We've got some fancy new music and a fancy new website. Yes, we do. It's super fancy. So go check it out at www.theweddingpeoplepodcast.com. <laughs> <laughs>